Happy New Year, everyone, and welcome back to the First Fight series. On today's episode, we sit down with UFC bantamweight Sajara Eubanks. She tells about how her initial goal to lose weight and watching YouTube knockout videos got her on her journey in martial arts. We also discuss the significance of age in MMA and the resurgence of the anti-hero in the sport. Welcome to the show today, Sarge. Awesome. Thank you for having me. I'm super excited. Um, I've known Jenny here for a while. I actually met her husband, Corey Anderson, um, during my stint on The Ultimate Fighter. And he, him and Mark and all the other guys in New Jersey, I followed them back here because uh, I was lonely and I wanted to see what Jersey was like. Um, so, yeah, I'm really, really happy to be on the show today. Yeah, fellow, fellow transplant to Jersey. We're all here now. So, Sarge, you can just get started, get into the story of what um, brought you to competing in martial arts and MMA specifically. Um, actually, what got me competing in martial arts, um, I, I was actually like, I was like 22 years old. I had dropped out of college and super lost in life and um, was working a desk job that um, I hated really bad. And I got real, real big. I had hit like 205 pounds. I got really chunky. And so I was like, all right, let me try something fun to do after work to try to help lose some weight. And I tried a bunch of bunch of things. And simultaneously, I had got lost in the YouTube rabbit hole of like most nasty knockouts, which <laughs> so I was watching like ultimate knockouts. I started watching like Tank Abbott and some of these guys in Japan and like Dream, like knocking each other out on YouTube, which sort of led me to the UFC which I had never heard of and so I which led me to like this thing called MMA so I was like all right that was cool so as I was looking for things to lose weight I stumbled across this MMA school um and I was living in Maryland at the time so I just kind of started doing that and the first day in we were doing like some moving around and some grappling and I started like you know like grappling and trying to do the stuff I saw in these fights and uh the guy was like you know where'd you learn jujitsu from and I was like what's that <laughs> and he was like uh jujitsu so that's kind of the first knowledge of the sport I started to get into and so a couple of guys in DC had this club and we would go upstairs to this boxing gym and we would throw these old mats down and we just roll around and like try to do stuff that we saw on TV so that was my first introduction to like martial arts as an adult um and very shortly thereafter I did my first tournament um in jujitsu super cool I, I remember I weighed in at 198 pounds in the <laughs> and the girl I fought was like bro like probably like 120 or something this poor girl and I just went out there I like tackled her I didn't even like try to double leg or anything I legit just ran at her and she like fell over and somehow like I tapped her off just some gravity probably she probably was terrified <laughs> then I went um and proceeded to throw up in the bathroom from adrenaline <laughs> and uh that was it I was hooked and so I started training jujitsu full-time and that was back in 2008 so um I just I just threw myself into jujitsu um started competing in like all the local tournaments in the Maryland area trying to do nagas and stuff um I found my way onto Team Lord Irvin after bouncing around a little while trying to find a legit gym so I was the first like legit jujitsu MMA gym that I started at so I um just did jujitsu for like eight years basically just climbed the ranks really fast went to blue belt purple belt won tournaments started traveling the world doing jujitsu and I was like man this is this is pretty cool I've been quit my job I just quit my job a while ago like 
you know, screw it, I'm having fun and being a hippie and doing like martial arts and hanging out all day. Um, and so my jujitsu journey was actually really, really fun, really amazing part of part of my journey. Um, but really quickly into it, I knew I wanted to do MMA. Um, so after, so my first fight probably would have been 2010. I did a WKA in Virginia and I had signed up for MMA and Muay Thai. Um, and then like when I got there, the only people that were near my weight class were like the MMA girls. So I did my first, my first MMA fight. And, um, I remember just like, I remember like being in the middle of the round. I didn't know like the rules. Like I didn't know if I could hit her on the ground or not. And I had, I was a blue belt at that time. So I was just grabbing her and taking her to the ground. I ended up finishing her, uh, with the rear naked choke, I think second or third round or something like that. And of course, like. I don't have the video anymore, but I remember like jumping up and down and like shaking my dreads and like screaming to the top of my lungs. And like now that I'm like so like seasoned, I was like, man, what a little jerk I was like running around this WKA like, yeah. But at that time, it was like the coolest thing I'd ever done in my whole life. I was like, oh, my God, like I want to fight. I thought it was amazing. Um, So that just that just bit the bug. I kept training, kept doing boxing, wrestling, putting everything together. Um, I didn't fight again for a while after that. I kind of like really immersed myself into my grappling because I knew going into MMA, I would have to have like a base, a solid fallback. And so grappling was like my first love, the first thing that kind of hooked me into MMA anyway. So um, I just focused on that after I got my black belt. um, No, I'm sorry. After I got my brown belt. I can't remember what year it was I that I fight again. I fought back to back in two thousand and must have been two thousand fourteen. Must have been two thousand fourteen, yeah. I fought two amateur fights. Um, won those both by submission. Uh I think I got my black belt shortly thereafter and went to go pro in two thousand and fifteen. I made my pro debut in uh, Invicta LLC. And I remember, I have to remember the year because I made my debut and I turned 30 the next day. So I made my pro debut in Invicta and the very next day I turned 30 and I thought that was pretty cool. A little birthday gift to myself. I finished finished my first fight with Ground and Pound. Um, so it was like obviously long 10 year kind of journey, but it was eight year kind of journey from the first day I stepped into the gym to making my pro debut. Um, but it was um, absolutely incredible just learning the different arts and um, just growing from like this little fat kid to weighing in at 135 pounds like um, traveling the world I, I just knew like really early on like like when I dropped out of school I just knew I wanted to travel and I knew I wanted to be happy and I knew I wanted to make money and so those are like the kind of boxes I wanted to yeah. check so when I found like martial arts I was like okay, I'm not gonna make any money, but I'll get to travel and I get to be real happy. So I'll take that. And the cool part is like now, like now I can actually make money. I can provide my family for something that when I started, I mean, girls were fighting in Bulldog, like girls were fighting in like random fights in like Costa Rica, like you had to go to like Japan. So I got into the game thinking this is what I love and this is what I'm going to do. And as the sport grew, it turned into something I could actually make a living off of. And so it's been really incredible. It's amazing. I mean, so your first fight you didn't the fact that you weren't really preparing for an MMA fight did that ease some of your nerves going into it um no when I first started I really like to be honest I was I was a I was a jerk and I was complete I just had no idea that there could be nerves I just I just knew like I'm a killer and I'm gonna kill everybody like I had no concept of like this girl hurting me at all um 
which I probably didn't figure out for a long time in my career. <laughs> well, it's it's good too. I think sometimes Corey was like like started like that where he just was so raw, and then as he got more knowledgeable, you get way more conservative because then you're like oh my god I can get hurt doing this you, you know so much more I feel like when yeah. I first fought I knew too much and it I already was at that point where I was like okay I gotta be conservative and safe and mm-hmm. I feel like if you don't know I mean there's a, there's a little window I think that's best but if you don't know a lot of it I feel like it's easier to just go out and be raw and do what you do because when it comes down to it it's like you're trying to hurt someone but when you think about all the technique in everything you need, it sometimes gets in the way, and you think about, well, which way could I throw this punch, or what combination's best, and it distracts. I absolutely feel like that. I feel like it's almost like when you're when you're an amateur. When I first started, you feel like a little kid. Like when you teach little kids like jujitsu, and you're like, let's do a flying armbar. They're like, great. Like no, like as an adult, I'm not jumping into the air <laughs> and hoping that someone catches me and land on my head. So, I, I do agree. Like early on, I just kind of was like, yeah, like there was there was no fear. But yeah, as you start to grow. And then you do, like, when you're around the game enough and you see the way people get hurt, it does kind of be like, ah, it kind of puts a little, a little, like, eh, a little hesitation into it. And then on top of that, I think I just kind of matured through um, experience. Like, like I lost a couple of fights. Like, the first time I lost, I was like, me? <laughs> I <laughs> lost a fight? Like, I was like, my world came tumbling down. And it was like, because I had been such a big fish I think in a small pond I had never been exposed and so when I did lose and when I did face adversity it was like oh like this is part of the game Mm -hmm. like okay like when you look at some of the especially some of the women or some of the other champions who you see that are champs now you look at their record they face adversity they have losses you see little chips on people's records so um my record as it stands right now is in my favor but (laughs) I feel like I did learn maturity in some of those early losses like okay it's not the end of the world there's so much emphasis on that perfect record, I feel like, especially in boxing. But um, in MMA, too, I feel like there's a little window where you get to be picked up in the UFC. And you look at Thai fighters that fight, like, hundreds of fights. You look at how many losses they have. Like, it takes so much time to develop as a fighter, I think, and not everyone develops right away. Unfortunately, in this game, in, in MMA, we really can't fight as frequently it's not healthy to fight that frequently and you really kind of looked at like this like 10 around 10 fight window usually is when they get picked up a little less than that and then go from there but I feel like you see a lot of a lot of fighters have this like resurgence like um RDA and all these fighters who were at one point you know on a losing streak and make a comeback I feel I feel like there's more room for that now I guess than there used to be people are more forgiving I agree I agree and I think people are more forgiving and I think the sports evolution plays mm-hmm. I think it's a little bit of a mix of both I think MMA is in a really interesting point in its growth as an overall sport um, so you see like yeah you, you see guys like RDA making a comeback Donald Cerrone making a comeback mm-hmm. after taking a bunch Cerrone, of losses that's a good example yeah. of like someone who's like fighting the fight and isn't like discouraged by those losses, I feel like Pettis is kind of like kind of going down that route. Pettis is too. getting there. Pettis is getting to that point in his career. Like, are right, you taking a couple of L's? You don't have that same kind of heat that you had when you first came in. Like, where's your career go? Jeremy Stevens, I think, is another fighter that's that's had like a lot of ups and downs. Um, and those are kind of guys that. Oh my God, George Masdevall. 
Like yeah, talk about yeah. a comeback with oh, pff, that's one of the most insane and she comebacks. The game, really. I yeah, mean, that whole BMF belt. I feel like it's uh, what's the word for it? It's like the not the underdog, but it's like the anti-hero yeah. kind of making a resurgence. They're not perfect. Yeah, the non-perfect anti-hero, the guy that's got like scars and dents on his on yeah. his gear and on his face, and the guy that's been through shit, the guy that's been fighting a long time. I still Mm-hmm. And I like, and I'm I'm big on reading too, and I'm big on like like um, the law of attraction and and things like that. And when you read books like Think and Grow Rich and like Psycho Cybernetics, like people's maturity takes time and people's mastery of mm-hmm. what they do takes time. A lot of time it takes ten, twelve years to master that kind of stuff. And and you see guys that are thirty four, thirty five years old. Where a couple of years ago, like Randy Couture, people thought he was ancient when he was fighting at thirty something. Now you see guys fighting at thirty two, thirty five all the time. Um, and it's just, I mean, look, Frankie Edgar is still, still fighting and winning fights. Like, and I think it's, it's a, it, it's for me, at least personally, super reassuring because like, like I'm still so, it, it gives me hope because I'm so young in my career still. Like when I look, I see people go like, like you see guys like 10 fights in, usually you can start looking to get into the UFC. Like I, I don't even have 10 fights total. <laughs> like I'm top 15. Like it's like, okay. Well, I, I feel like it's super common with the f- women's divisions too because I think there's a lot of women that have been like chipping away at it before they were really mainstream so they they came on the scene already having a lot of experience then there's a lot of women who don't have experience because there just aren't a lot of women in general and I also think that luckily for us one thing in our favor is that women can compete with each other physically um at an older age I feel like men cannot as they get older because we peaked our we all peaked when we were like 16 physically men like peak when they're like 30 so once they get past that point they can't keep up with the speed you just see it and the women I feel like we mature more like mentally I feel like in an athletic standpoint as we're older so I like that like a lot of older women can compete with each other older in quotations I don't think in quotations, no. I, I'm I'm not even quotations. Like I'm a, I'm about to be 35, so <laughs> I'm I'm cool with it. Yeah, people ask me all the time, like like people on the street, like people don't know, like oh 35, like in my my career's just starting. But it's like yeah, as a, as a female, like one, I spent most of my life like I don't have a lot of mileage either mm-hmm. personally. Like a lot of guys wrestled all through high school, wrestled since they were three or five years old. You know, so by the time I hit 35, look how many like look how many years you've been putting your body through stuff. I think women also where we are in the sport, we don't have that kind of mileage on our bodies either. A lot of women are coming over from like soccer. Mm-hmm. A lot of women are like myself coming from like not really any other sport other than some form of martial arts coming in from boxing or Muay Thai but a lot of women don't have like that kind of yeah I've been doing like wrestling since I was four I've been doing karate since I was like three four you don't have as many women like that so Mm -hmm. as the as the sport grows you do see a lot of the top women in the game over 30 there's a lot of women just top 15 or just over 30 Mm -hmm. I think it's I mean I think it's great so I mean at 35 I feel like I'm all wise now you know (laughs) totally I I always let it hold me back that I was older. I think in my head, I just thought I'm not like a fast learner with, or I didn't pick up quick. So I thought, well, it's going to take me a while. And then I'm like, well, I'm not going to have enough time. But looking back at it, things happen so quick. I feel like in the MMA industry, especially things can take forever. And then all of a sudden, especially for a woman, I feel like you could be in the UFC and top 15 within a year, you know, depending on your performances. But 
I let it totally hold me back mentally. But the reality is like most women I feel like that compete these days are still in their their early 30s. It's going to change. We're right at the cusp, I feel like, where we can get away with it. Now there's going to be this whole new era of like Macy Barbers who have been coming up training martial arts and then we might not be able to do that anymore <laughs> no i agree uh, you're definitely seeing you which is for me like kind of bittersweet because um it's so amazing because now yeah you're gonna see younger girls you're gonna see girls like uh paige van zandt macy barber you're gonna see girls who are young and, and in the game um and you're gonna see this the skill set sort of catch up and you see that new wave of like young dogs coming up so I, I think it's i think it's super cool for the women and and yeah i tell guys all the time like guys who come up and talk to me like oh how quick you know before i can make it into the ufc or whatever and i'm like you know for guys and girls it's just two different answers right now like like for me like like one second i was working like security like taking care of my kid i got onto the ultimate fighter like less than like six months later i'm fighting for a title shot like whoa wait whoa. <laughs> like, like just a couple of months ago i wasn't even in the ufc now i'm like you know about to you know could have fought for a title so it's the the turnaround for the the speed up the ladder is shorter for women right now because the talent pool is a little little shallower but it's growing and i think it's good for the sport and you see how quick it grows you see girls like like ronda rousey like one minute she's killing everybody and the, the i mean the rest of the pack caught up to her like mm-hmm. like that she wasn't even able to compete and it just it, it's you're i think you're gonna see more of that with with women you're gonna see that gap sort of close a lot quicker i think as um as this new generation of girls comes up Oh, yeah, for sure. I'm looking forward to it. It just shows that the sport's progressing, and I'm looking forward to seeing you continue along your journey in fighting in this kind of new era. I feel like you have a different vibe about you now that you've changed divisions, and I'm excited. I'm looking forward to it. I know you had to step back, but like we were just talking about, we have that new mindset that Masvidal, those people kind of like are setting the the stage now where you can still like do well in your career and make a comeback and get that title shot again absolutely 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 i think um Mazzaval is definitely like one of my new favorite heroes right now and i think it's just it just goes to show like there's, it's never too late to to turn that corner for people and i kind of had just believed in that in general i do a lot of like self-reflection and and all kinds of stuff like that and coming back off of my last loss in mexico i came home like yeah like let's like let's get back out mm-hmm. to the garage let's start this engine back up and let's let's get this girl back on the road here so um yeah i'm super pumped i can't wait to see what else you know what else unfolds in this division well stick with the heel roll i like it i like i like hearing people boo for you and you walk out to cardi b like i haven't had a, seen a walkout that gave me chills like that in a while <laughs> so keep it up i'm i'm looking forward to watching it it's gonna be megan the stallion i think do you go. know megan the stallion yeah. okay <laughs> megan megan's even more raw than cardi i think i love cardi now you know cardi if you're listening you're still my first love don't <laughs> you know but megan megan stallion yeah i like I, yeah i love being a heel i was just on twitter yesterday again for the first time talking smack to jessica i so good <laughs> why not i'm not a fan so she missed by five <laughs> <laughs> No, I just like I lo- I like it too. I think the more the more people, I didn't deliberately go out to be the heel, but it turned out that way. And so hey, it just fits some people, and I think it fits you well. So I feel like you should run with it. So we'll be rooting for you. Thank you appreciate that. Awesome.